The Perfectly Generic podcast contains spoilers, occasional adult language, and Vriska. This show is made possible by listeners like you at patreon.com slash pigeonpod. I'd like to thank our Crocker tier patrons, Alex Laporte, Big Boss Did Nothing Wrong, Damascus Dalek, Donut, Fragment Voyager, Jovan, Hatsune Mukau, Orionic, and Riglo for their generous support per episode. We can talk quietly, you know, yeah. like I feel like this is a good level. This is a great recorder, so it picks up. Hi, welcome to the Perfectly Generic Podcast. Um, we're talking quietly because we're in Andrew Andrew Hussey's house and he hasn't woken up yet. And we don't want to wake him up by recording a podcast about his, his webcomic. Yeah, <laughs> we don't want to wake him very grumpy when he wakes up. He's much like Shrek. Is he? I don't know. Now that I made that up. All right. He's exactly like Shrek. He's exactly like Shrek. He's a jolly green ogre. Is Shrek grumpy when he wakes up? I think I Shrek know. is grumpy all the time. Yeah. Anyway, I'm here with I'm here with Sarah Zedig and Aisha Yufira. We're talking about Shrek. It's been a Shrek week. It's been a Shrek week. Shrek week. That's the new That's the new Discovery Channel theme week. Is Shrek, Shrek week. week. Xteen is gonna die if we get some Shrek lore wrong. The first time that I met Shelby Cragg, they told me- Wow, you know Shelby Cragg? I know, why? Wow. Wild. Wow. The first time I met Shelby, they told me a story where they were at Dragon Con with a bunch of other Homestuck cosplayers, and they got into an elevator um, with Jason Momoa, who was like smashed. And he was like, hey, you are all little Shreks. Because they were like poles. <laughs> People would get on the elevator and he's like, don't worry, just hang in with my Shreks. <laughs> <laughs> so Jason Momoa, if you're listening. We, we stand you. I like uh, your muscles. Yeah, you're a very attractive man, yeah. Jason Momoa. I, yeah. I, I am a lesbian, but like I can still aesthetically appreciate Jason Momoa. Yeah. That's true. God, every, all these episodes where you're just like talking about men, like Kitsuragi, when you said the intermission one. And you were like, Kim Kitsuragi's my husband. I was like, oh, He's man. my husband. I have a fictional husband now. I must meet this man. <laughs> yeah, yeah. When somebody, there was, there was a fictional character so powerful that it made me fall in the boy hole. It's incredible. Yeah. In the boy hole my whole life. Yeah, yeah. God bless. It's really hard in the boy hole. Okay, well. This episode already sucks. <laughs> We're trying to plunge. We're trying to plumb new. You guys haven't had me as a host for a while, so you haven't. You've had folks that have been trying to make the podcast good, quote unquote. Um, and so yeah. I'm, I'm coming back in from the west with my shit army to make this show as bad as fucking possible. Should I relocate over there? I feel like it would be easier to like. Can I do a quick relocate? Everybody, grab your coffee. <laughs> Okay. Maybe there's a vibraphone here. Like, yeah. This is the music. There's a wooden statue of a horse in this room. We just we just relocated to another room, and there's a statue of a horse. Yeah. Somebody should hop on that piano and play like accompanying music. Yeah. Yeah, that that, that would yeah. definitely be good for for an episode where we're trying not to wake up a guy. <laughs> this yeah, is true. This is this is like. This is, this is like Operation, the podcast. Wait, isn't isn't there a '90s board game called Don't Wake Daddy? Yes, exactly. Oh, that's but bad. also that don't sucks. also that sucks. Yeah, I hate that. I mean, there were people who were. I mean, this was this was the most common comment on the E Boy Hussy account. We Daddy. were talking about this yesterday, Daddy. Uh-huh. Yeah. 
Yeah, it's like he said he cherishes everyone. Yeah. yeah. Every comment is every comment is valuable and important. Every yeah. comment is beautiful. <laughs> we are all children of God. All all replies are, are valid. <laughs> No, they're not. No, they're not. Yeah, no. So yeah, Twitter's about to come out with this thing where you can set your tweets to yeah, not be replied yeah. to by anybody. Uh-huh. And I, that's, I'm going to set every every tweet, I'm going to make a proclamation. It's like, because yeah. here's the thing, nothing valuable has ever happened in a Twitter reply. Absolutely ever. not. Nothing. It's, the, it's, the, it's, it's a lawless wasteland. Have you seen James's Twitter replies? They're the, yeah, it's, they're, it's they're, awful. They're the least funny place on earth. The only place worse than James's Twitter replies is Drill's Twitter yes. replies. Yeah. Yeah. That is a wasteland. Yeah. yeah, everybody thinks they're funny. Yeah. Yeah, yeah well, this, Drill's just started blocking literally everyone who replies to him that's so awesome that's, yeah that's a power um, move yeah god i i just like drill is just the the epitome of not giving a fuck that mm-hmm. i the level that i want to be at yeah i just I'm can't just like, i can't believe that you're you you're writing act two of a game that drill was on the writing team for act one of i still haven't met or, i mean i could have met him and just not known who he was yeah that's true like it's like oh who's that intern who held the door open for me at what pumpkin <laughs> at what pumpkin headquarters? Yeah, at our big at our big skyscraper downtown penthouse corner office. And this is actually when I um when I so when you change your name in Florida you have to get fingerprinted because mm-hmm. Florida is a hellscape. Um, mm-hmm. So I went in to get fingerprinted in when I lived in Florida and the and the sheriff came like the sheriff's assistant came back in with the prints and we're like, this is really interesting. Your prints look almost exactly like somebody who was trying to hide their prints and and he and and he showed them to me and was like look you've got all these you've got all these cuts on your fingers and i was like oh my god i just i've i'd been so i've been managing a political campaign this year and i'd been folding and yeah. mailing thousands of pieces of paper and i got and i got literally thousands of paper cut like like miniature paper cuts on my fingers that made my fingerprints unrecognizable like touch id never worked for me i can't believe that we've just found the way to like hide your identity just like paper cut yourself a lot just just stuff thousands of envelopes with with yeah. fundraising letters for I a like, county commission candidate i like that the the person who did your prints that came back like hey isn't this funny that's white it privilege like, right there yeah 100 like, percent. it's yeah, white privilege yeah, yeah. it's like oh it looks like you, it looks like you've been trying to like erase your fingerprints and you're like oh wow that's weird yeah, that is if weird. that had been me they would have been like we're putting you in terrorism channels. yeah yeah right exactly <laughs> right like here's here's a here's a charming funny little story about how i escaped you know it's insane that they first off they make you fingerprint yourself second you have to you have to go to court twice third it's six hundred dollars in florida yeah to change your name yeah holy shit yeah so i got the thing i did the fingerprint part and then i didn't pay the six hundred dollar like i didn't finish changing my name in florida i just i I didn't because it was too expensive and i needed that six hundred dollars for food and (laughs) like my lights were getting shut off and shit politics doesn't actually pay really well if you have principles Yeah. I don't think anything pays well if you have principles. Yeah. That's why nobody has them. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, I'm broke as shit and I like to think I have principles. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> God. Okay, I guess we're supposed to talk about Homestuck? This week in Homestuck. This is a segment. Everything. This is a segment that nobody does anymore. I do it. Well, you do it. Well, sure. Okay. Get defensive about it. This okay, week- this week in Homestuck, so many things. Yeah. There, were two, there were two pest request routes and a Homestuck 2 update. Yeah. It's true. God. Those I I think that the Aridin route made me laugh the most of every route except for the Dave route. Yeah. Like it was I just like was not expecting it. It's so funny. Graver did a great job. Yeah. I mean I I like you know, I was expecting big things from the Aridin route since obviously for those who who don't know the full story 
I requested Aridin and got Vriska instead, um, which is really funny. But I didn't actually ask to write Vriska. I asked. I wanted to write Aridin, and my Aridin route would have been way, way meaner. Kate, so Kate was assigned Vriska at birth. Vriska. <laughs> <That's true. laughs> Well, yeah. I was assigned car cat at birth because I'm a cancer. That's true. <laughs> um, that's powerful. Yeah. Uh, I'm apparently going to cosplay Vriska today at a furry convention. Oh, yeah. We're going to a furry con. Oh, yeah, shit. Just rolling up to the furry con. Yeah. Can't wait. Yeah. We're going to go party with furries. That probably is gonna. I predict this will rule. Actually. Yeah, yeah, I know, right? Yeah. Well, this is like furries are awesome. It's true. We know this. Yeah, we've always known. Um, I yeah, and my my dad wrote the fairy route, yeah. which was cool, because he loves the fairy so much. Yeah, and I remember when we talked about the fairy when he was on this show. I know, and he said he she reminds me of him, yeah. which is really uh, oh. I, she reminds him of me. Yeah, yeah. And I, I, I went, aww. Yeah. yeah. I think it's because, I mean, like, one of those is, like, because I'm a Pisces and I used to swim. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I, I really enjoyed that route. Like, it's it's prose-heavy mm-hmm. in, in a way that the rest haven't been. And it's just my it's dad's very, writing style. Well, yeah. No, it's very clear that this is somebody who actually knows what the fuck he's doing. <laughs> and, it's, and, of course, everybody's a little, little mad about it because they don't like having to read. I mean... Like, people were saying that it didn't have any insight into Feferi at all, which is not true, because a lot of it is about how Feferi, like, feels politically about Alternia, and, like, about, kind of, about her hypocrisy, kind Mm -hmm. of, a little bit, and how, like, I guess it's not hypocrisy, it's more like naivete, sort of. It's just, like, you know, like, let them eat cake, sort of. Right. I feel like the Feffrey and Aridin routes together really cap off the Alternia section mm-hmm. of the game really well because that's the two sort of pillars of the game so far has been politics and gender. Yeah, from the sublime <laughs> to the ridiculous. Yeah. 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 So, yeah, I, I don't think I've actually publicly announced this yet, but we're going to take a three-week break before the alphas um, just to, you know, Because really, you, like, you're having trouble fitting Jake's entire ass into the game file. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it, it just... It's, like every kernel. I'm trying to be in a visual novel game. But I'm dummy thick. But I'm dummy thick and Steam won't accept the upload. <laughs> every time the artist uh, gives a preview, it's like, I don't know why this sprite is like 700 gigs. It just won't. It, I, I try to compress it and it just won't. <laughs> oh, God. Actually, that happened like the Aridin route. And the, this latest route was pretty hefty, so it took forever to upload, and, and it kept, GitHub kept crashing. Of course. <laughs> so like, okay, bro. Um, GitHub had to prioritize their bandwidth to ICE. Oh, my God. Yeah, but no, I feel like that this route, this volume made me like Aridin more just because his sprites were so good. Oh, yeah, they were. They were. Now you understand. You, you were present when I had my Aridin revelation. Where I became the fully ascended Aridin stand. Just like the full, like, just like the complete, like, bitch mode of, like, the sprite with the phone. Yeah. It's just like, oh, boy. Also, he calls people, which is just ungodly. Yeah. It's just so, I mean, it, like, I had this image in my head, but when I talked about standing Aridin, I, like, couldn't communicate it to people. Like, I couldn't say what I saw. I couldn't yeah. elucidate it into words. And then Griever, like, reached into my brain and pulled out the Aridin from in there. Yeah. It was just this, like... Complete. I'm trying to decide how many slurs I should say. 
you held a secret truth in your heart. Yeah. And, and Griever saw through the artifice and, and pulled the truth out yeah. and, and gave it life. And yeah. Aridin's just a white feminist. It's true. Yeah, he's just kind of a, a mincing little prick. And I love that nice. about him. Yeah, <laughs> nice save. Yeah, there we go. I mean, you know, the kind of guy who calls up his buddy at 3 a.m. to ask for dick pics, you know, yeah. that kind of... That yeah. you, everyone had that friend. I just like, like genuinely, because I loved it because I, I, because I loved Aridin, but I didn't, but I don't like how a lot of people who like Aridin like try to make him this like uwu soft boy who's just misunderstood entirely, right? And like gloss over the fact that he's a horrific racist. Yeah, and what so a theme. Yeah, <laughs> among the boy likers. Yeah, well, don't you can't you can't say that anymore. Uh, shit. I, I like, I like my boys nasty. Yeah. Like, as a as as a known boy liker. I'm just confused why people stand villains, but they don't actually enjoy them being villains. I don't know. Yeah. It's like it's villains are fun. I like yeah. villains. I mean, I continue to insist that like, like as a Dirk liker, there's nothing I I. The only thing I wanted. That's as also much a slur. To be fair. Be a Dirk liker. Dirk liker. Yeah. Well, whoops. There's nothing. As someone who enjoys Dirk Strider, there's nothing that I want more than to see Dirk figure out his shit and get a therapist and get better. But the thing that I want just as much is to see him completely go ape shit, which yeah. is what happened. Man, Dyke is short for Dirk Liker. God damn it. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Wow. <laughs> this episode sucks. <laughs> um, so speaking of Homestuck 2. Speaking of Dykes. Oh, yeah. Homestuck 2. <laughs> Um, y'all, 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 uh, let Carcat and Dave wear each other's shirts. <sighs> like, guys, I love Dave Cat so much. They're so important to me. When Aisha writes Dave Cat, I see it. Mm -hmm. I get, I get it. I care. I, I care them. them. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, the, the, the bits of Dave Cat hinted in the Dave, in the, the Carcat route were so much fun. And then this is, of course, just delicious. I always liked Dave Cat, like... I know that I don't talk about boys as praxis, although that's all falling apart. I'm, my head's in my hands. I'm in a crisis. Kim Kitsuragi just got you. He got he just, me. He broke open the boy seal. Lieutenant Kitsuragi. He brought. He ushered in. Well, it was it was Kim Kitsuragi opened my fictional boy third eye, and then <laughs> and then Volpeck opened my real boy fourth eye. Yeah, I can't. I can't believe that you. Yeah. Now you're. Every eventually everybody gets obsessed with a boy. Are they Wolfpack a boy band? Are Wolfpack a boy band? <laughs> yes. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Wolfpack are a boy band, but they're like boys from accounting school, right? <laughs> Which I guess is sort of I guess that's tailor made for me. Yeah, I needed yeah. a boy band of people who look like they they really know their way around Microsoft Excel. <laughs> yeah, my my boy bias. I don't think they've ever turned on a computer. No, that's not true. BTS vlogs. They're very online. Yeah, they're extremely online. Yeah. yeah. I don't know if they use spreadsheets, though. I bet Namjoon uses spreadsheets. The Shrug. I don't know. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I don't, I don't Sarah, Sarah's, Sarah's out of, so out of place in this house, which is just... A boy-liking house? It's just boy, it's a, such a boy-liking house. I mean, yeah. there's BTS everywhere. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's good. Anyone who, anyone who thought, like, oh, Andrew's K-pop thing is ironic or no, a gag. No, absolutely First not. Off, I don't think he ever has done anything ironically in his life. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, yeah, definitely not. He's very earnest. Um, yeah, this update was probably, I think, my favorite so far. Just because, like, I I miss them. I miss them. I miss yeah. Dave Strider. I'm still a first update stan. 
It was really I good. still I still I still yeah. like that one a lot. But I also that's the only one with Terezi in it, so I'm yeah. just like biased. Yeah. No, I'm 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 impatient for more Terezi, but I I still like getting to spend time with the Omega kids was like that that was the that was the one for me. Like I love those kids. Yeah. But it is it is fun to see I'm I'm enjoying like getting to see characters we're not used to seeing talk to each other. Yeah. Like Kanai and Dave and Roxy and Carcat. Like those those are just like fun. Like I, I like seeing characters bounce off each other in ways we haven't seen before. Yeah. This was everyone was like, I want to see Dirk and Rose talk to each other, and they wished on the monkey's paw, and then it, <laughs> and then it all went wrong. Um, this, they couldn't. They had to be kept separated because their their megalomania was. Da, 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 da. I mean, this is. Uh... God damn it. <laughs> this is like, this is what I was saying. Like I before I even met Andrew, I was writing a fic, um, like a post, like an epilogue fic. Yeah. It's like what yeah. I called it, and in it, like Dirk, it's like Dirk POV from one part, and he's thinking about like I like it's not safe for me to talk to Rose because she is the person who tells me that all my worst qualities are fine. Yeah. Because she has them. Yeah. So, like, the two of them are enable each other. They're deeply... Da- I mean, you know, they're de- Rose is, is a deeply dangerous person. Yeah. And she always has been. Yeah. Yeah. And people kind of forget that and, like, sand the edges off she of her. She was the first villain. Yeah, she, she was... was the right. She had, a, she had a... She was a secondary antagonist of the early acts. Yeah. Like... <laughs> Yeah. And okay. I think that's extremely awesome of her. Yeah, it was. <laughs> yeah. And then came along and shushpapped her. Yeah, well, Kanaya just loves to try to, you know, get a handle on very dangerous women. She's like, oh, a woman who I can, you know, just have lean on me until I collapse. Yeah. <laughs> Perfect. Yeah. That's awesome. That'll keep me from thinking about myself. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> He's somebody I can fix. Yeah. Oh, sweet. But yeah, so right now in Homestuck 2, we're still, like, definitely in the, like, table setting zone yes. right where like all the different because yeah. i mean first of all like because we're coming off of a, a huge prose novel i think it's nice to sort of go around and set the various tables and see a step. what everybody looks like. yeah see what everybody looks like and and you know show what what the various stream the separate streams that are happening are yeah i'm just holding out for candy car cat I'm just holding out for big boss car cat yeah yes, as everyone's started oh, calling oh, him dill i call him dilf cat Dilf cat. Dilf cat, yeah. yeah. Candy cat. does he have dad energy, though? Candy oh cat has dad energy. Mm. He's the daddy of the revolution. <laughs> instead of they, captain, instead of general, they call him daddy. I'm sorry. Uh, they, <laughs> that sucks. He said daddy more in this episode than any previous episode of uh, the, 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 the Pigeon Pod. Let's just call it the daddy. I'm calling it Shrek Week. It's <laughs> <laughs> a good episode, <laughs> Uh, let me let me tell let me sing you the songs of Big Daddy Marx. Was was Marx a daddy? Discuss. Was Marx a daddy? He was the daddy of communism. Yeah, I guess that's true. Yeah. This sounds like a disco Elysium. This thought, does, like, yeah. Internalize the thought. Was Krasmazov the daddy of of Mazovian <laughs> social economics? Yeah. By the way, uh, we did an intermission about this, but you should play Disco Elysium. It's very, very good. Yes. Yeah. Okay. I'm breaking the rule. I'm referring to things that are in intermissions. The 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 cardinal rule. I'm breaking it. I think that's called we're driving engagement to oh, the yeah. Patreon. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Ah. Give us one. Do, I love to do engagement. Yeah. If you yeah. enjoy, if you're if you're enjoying this episode of me just sitting around trying to ruin a podcast on purpose, then you'll love intermission. Yeah. <laughs> 
I get like speaking of engagement, I now get art like emails from like the prob a lot of them are probably like phishing scams and stuff like that. But I get emails being like, as an influencer, we would like you to hog uh, our products, yeah. and I'm like. Nah. No. Yeah. I was, I'm, I'm nowhere. I used to get a ton of those when I worked in gaming. But mm -hmm. what I did get was I got a bunch of free computer hardware from gaming companies for being an, in, a, a gaming influencer. And the problem is, is that it all glows with various shades of LED rainbow lighting. Yeah. And so my, I mean, my, my work setup, my work PC is a Technicolor nightmare. Yes. But I got it all for free, so. I wish someone would give me free stuff. Yeah. And this is the thing, because I, when I worked in gaming and I made good money, everyone also gave me a bunch of free shit. Yeah. That's how it works. Yeah. Yeah. Well, you know, being poor is very expensive. Yeah, it is. Jesus Christ. I love it. Yeah. God. We heard, we've just, I think we're, we're a little bit lost. Yeah, we got lost. Disco uh, Elysium launched us into, uh, into class. A, a thoughtful critique of the, yeah, of the class um, system. Could you, uh, could you explain what religion Kanaya is? No. No. Okay. We're not gonna. We're not gonna. Do I know. That. Yeah. I know. She's not wearing a hijab, though, people. That's yeah. not what a hijab is. People so. want to know. I think she's. She's. You know. She's non. She's just thinking about her wife a lot. Yeah. Is my impression, and yeah. she's. Yeah. She's like, super dramatic. So. Yeah. I mean, I love like, her. She is like, Miriam is a, an Arab name. Mm -hmm. So like, yes. I, I do I do like the uh, I love her outfit though it's so yeah. cool I love the the rose the rose in her hair. and the uh, the like the scarf yeah so she's in mourning yeah God I'm really glad that we got to unpack like um, like we got to hear a little bit more of her instead of her just raging yeah because like that was like step one but now it's like reached to like acceptance well this is this is what's good about like these early updates right now is that nothing is happening everybody's sort of waiting for the thing to happen how are your feelings so, so yeah it's just like right now we're just checking in on them emotionally and i think that that's a great breather yeah. after the epilogue homestuck has always been a lot of people sitting around waiting for events to yes. happen yeah and, like what that feels like yeah it's like because so much action happens off stage mm -hmm. like it's like oh yeah do you remember this thing that we just did and it's like like i've said it before but it's very shakespearean yeah like talking yeah. referring to you know circumstances that did not happen on stage because like that's not like that's not the this is not the medium to yeah. impart those things because like the well, same with like you know just having fight scenes in books it's like sure okay but after a certain uh, like it's like and then he punched the guy and then he punched him back and yeah. it's like okay some people are really good at that but typically i'm just like okay then they fought yeah exactly <laughs> like because that's not what a book is for yeah i've written a couple good action scenes in my day but like the, the thing is is like it's fun to write action scenes but they're just junk food like yeah. there's there's almost never anything of value imparted in them yeah i i try to make them be like there's one fight scene i wrote that was from dirk's perspective and the whole thing is him like trying to describe a cool anime battle, but it's also against Roxy and, and he's like trying to convince himself, no, this is fine, it doesn't matter, and he keeps like falling back into like, but right. I don't want to hurt her. Right, like, well, the point of prose, and my dad is the person who said this, and he said the point of prose is to take a moment and extend it, mm -hmm. so you can have something that happens in like a second, but you can mm -hmm. dwell on it for yeah. like a chapter. Yeah. And the only other thing that does this is sports anime, but, um, <laughs> But, uh, um, so like to, to like go oh through, my God. Sorry. But, sorry, is this the way that we get you into anime by making you watch sports anime? 
<laughs> but no, like Sorry. if there were sports anime, good sports anime about girls, I would say this would be the way. But yeah. sports anime is all boys. I already watch. I watch real sports. I have enough sports in my life. I think. Okay. Yeah, you don't need any. Yeah. We'll I'm a jock. Yeah, I, I insist as I sit here, you know, weak and frail. <laughs> weak butch jock. Weak butch jock. Yeah. Those are all just your attributes. Um, what was I saying? Oh yeah, and then you can so like if you have a fight scene and you're dwelling like on, um, like the emotional states inside of the scene, and it's the same with like sex scenes. Yeah. It's like yes. I don't want to read a sex scene that's just like this went in this. Yeah, that's porn. Hole. That's just yeah. pornography. Right. It's not. Which is no, like yeah. you know, that's fine. A time and a place. Yeah, but like the interesting parts are like the what's going on in in the brains. Yeah. Yeah. It's like I've written one fic with sex, and it was mostly a fade to black. Yeah. Like, <laughs> yeah. But it's it's like yeah. So like the point of of prose is to like. I should say I've written one Homestuck fic with sex. I've definitely, yeah. but my past fics, no one will ever find. Right. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, so yeah, it's like that's the point. So that's like I think why the epilogue hits so hard is because we've 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 seen these characters do horrible things to each other, but mm -hmm. we've never heard their thoughts while they do yeah. that. Yeah. Yeah. So like, especially like the Jane and Jake stuff is like made so much worse because you get Jane's internal monologue about how much she, how much disdain she has for this person that she's using. Yeah. yeah. And it's like, Oh boy, this makes this worse. Yeah. yeah. But Jane. Yeah. Jane. Jane. Oh, Jane. I just think about Jane Crocker. Yeah. Every no. day. No. <laughs> I am not one of you. I love Jane. Oh, I love I love her too. I've I don't know. It's weird how writing fan fiction has made me like all of the homestead characters more. The second I try to get into their head, I'm like, I don't want to deal with this person. I don't know how to write them. And then they just take over. They're like, well, let me. It's amazing. It. Like, it's like with Nepeta. I was like, I've never had a feeling about Nepeta in my life. And then I sat down to write her route. And I was like, oh, no. I love her now. Yeah. Yeah, she's great. There's there's a, there's a reason why everybody like loves these characters. They just sort of forget who they actually were and, you know. They just they disappear into the fan and shroud where yeah. characters get certain attributes played up and others completely disregarded and ignored. Mm -hmm. Right. I mean, it's I mean, and and I think that so much of that is just a as usual a like a result of the platforms that we engage with fandom in because like back in the day when everybody was in forums or on live journal there was much much more like encouragement of like deep engagement with content yeah, yeah. like on live journal like there were no likes you couldn't like something if you wanted to, to respond to somebody's um fic or art you had to leave a comment yeah and even if that was just like sweet or something like that but it, it creates more of like an engaged like nuanced oh, level man. but on twitter it's just like oh let me just look at 800 things yeah and i don't know i like I, I i'm a hypocrite because i am on i'm like terminally on twitter just because like it well, there's a lot of accounts that post pictures of birds yeah so yeah. that's why i'm yeah. there but like it's just like i think that twitter is, is ruining fandom i yeah. really do yeah. i agree well i mean it's social platforms in general are it's like twitter is not you know it's like it's, it's this is the thing people are always like well one's better than the other no like twitter instagram tumblr they all yeah. suck ass. Reddit, they're all hellholes. Yeah, they're all they're all designed from the ground up to monetize outrage and like right. encourage mm -hmm. outrage. Right. Yeah. So we get put in this like pressure cooker 
that is designed to make us mad so we engage. Yeah. yeah. Which is like a good thing to remember, like when you when you're really mad on Twitter and you go on to like if you see some shit that just like drives you insane, it's like you are being controlled. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> like this is supposed this is what they want. Yeah. But like I mean I am still like, you know, I'll be like ah my girlfriend would be like what and I'm like someone is wrong on the internet yeah. <laughs> it's not like there's a take like, all these people are mad about Dave Cat and everyone's like log off and I'm like no <laughs> I like feeling mad it feels like I something I'm doing matters right you know that's the that's the thing is like anger is gratifying right but also it's like and I, I try to tell myself this constantly I'm like these people who are mad, who are like yelling at me, they're not mad at me. Yeah. Yeah. They are mad at the circumstances of their life of which I am a face, mm -hmm. kind of. And it's like when everybody's constantly, let's talk about capitalism's more, yeah. when everybody is exhausted mm -hmm. by their lives and by their jobs and by the news and just being like, having all the life sucked out of you. And then you get online and try to like engage with a thing like the thing that brings you joy and when that thing hurts you it's like how could like how could you do this to me yeah. it's your fault that i feel this way and it's like no it's not yeah yeah it's like because i'm using this to try to feel less dead inside myself right yeah <laughs> like it is it is wild the the feeling of the artist exists to create a thing for me and like art does not mean anything to the creator somehow. Like yeah. it's it's like if this thing hurts me, that's that's a fault. As if there is no direction behind it, like no mm -hmm. reason for it to be a painful thing. Yeah, it's 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 wild how it becomes a one-sided thing. Like well, it is like turning art into a product. It's like yep. when you yep. Go, yep. when you yep. when you when you go to Walmart and you pick something off the shelf, you don't think like what was. The, what, what was the Skittles Corporation's intention behind this bag of Skittles? To taste like, the rainbow? To yeah. taste the rainbow. Yeah. Exactly. I don't know. It, it, it's like, I, mean, I know that not everybody is like this, but I like watching characters that I love struggle and fail even is like, I like that. It makes me feel like bad, but also like good on the other side of that because it's like not everything is easy. Yeah. And it's not like... And seeing, and I do, of course, like, I like to read fluffy fanfic. I write it. It's yeah. fun. Like, it's, you know, but yeah. at the same time, it's like, I was about to say, it doesn't have any meat. Oh, yeah. That's oh, it. God, Thanks please. for ruining that one. Yeah. Um, but I don't know. It, it's like, sometimes I want that, but it's like, you need a very diet. It's like, sometimes I want to see people not be happy. Yeah. Because I'm not happy all the time. Well, I have, I have a deep soft spot for shonen anime where like in, um, My Hero Academia, every time Deku like loses, gets the shit. Oh. Kate left because we're talking about anime. Bye. Um, anytime Deku loses and he has this, that moment of like, you know, being down on the ground and having the shit kicked out of him and then and and it's like really sad and then he yeah. has that like no i can overpower this because of the power of my friends and he like finds some new secret power level or whatever i that that shit always makes me cry because i like i like i like seeing characters like fail and then find something in themselves and persist and like it's it's unrealistic it's childish i don't give a shit like seeing characters fail and then succeed by virtue of just sticking to it, like does make me feel better. Like if it, it, it's like inspiring. To right. Me. 
The and thing, the thing that's really got me fucked up. You can come back, Kate. I'm talking about capitalism again. Um, <laughs> the thing that's got me real fucked up about, um, like the commodification of art, is the commodification of hope, mm -hmm. sort of. Yes. Like this, this new like. I don't know, like these like Disney stories, like that it's like hits of dopamine. So you don't, to, I don't know. I mean, like, I don't think it's like a, you know, a giant conspiracy to keep everybody quiet, though it could be. But like this idea of like, you know, it just, you know, hope core, like, yeah. I don't know. It's like that we don't have to change. Society can stay the same as it is, but we can just like escape. And there's nothing wrong with escape fiction. That's like my whole life. Like, that's what I make. Yeah. But at the same time, I like sometimes I'm like, am I doing the wrong thing? Like, am I not like is is creating art to make people feel good actually part of the problem? I don't know, and and it makes and it and it worries me. I it worries me too. But I always have to step back and realize like the level at which I'm making things does not. I don't know. I I always try to find a balance between something that you know makes people feel good and something that challenges folks. I think there's like. Mm -hmm. There's there's a place I've I've always been like I, I used to be a big fan of Christopher Nolan right. as a as a creator and I always that's thought, the prestige guy right yeah yeah, yeah the Dark Knight yeah yeah yeah, yeah. Um, I, I used to be a big fan of his because of all the directors who like try to do big things that are you know candy Hollywood movies Nolan was somebody who used the the artifice of the Hollywood blockbuster to try to explore interesting ideas. Uh, and they weren't always well executed, and they're often very shallow, but they are interesting. And I always thought it was a very a good example of like you can you can take uh, the 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 artifice of something that is very commercially viable and hide something more uh, challenging right. at its core. Uh, and that's what I thought for a long time, but now I've come around on this idea that, like, you know, a lot of progressive art has actually operated on that assumption for a long time, because in America, you know, communist has been a dirty word right. for, since the Red Scare, and meanwhile, like, conservatives just sort of say what they think. You mm -hmm. know, people, people neo-Nazis online are just neo-Nazis right. online. And so I've come around on this, and I think now it's like no, the we just need subtlety to, is over. Yeah, you know, now we just need to say what we believe. Like it's, right. it's time for us to say the quiet part loud too. Right. Um, but I, I think I, there's been a lot of that. This, I mean, this year there's oh, been a yeah. lot of just kind of blatantly like, but like you talking about like hiding like radical messages inside of like typical things like Knives Out. I mm. felt like did that. Everybody Absolutely. watched Knives Out because like I thought it was just going to be like clue too yeah like i thought it was going to be a whodunit and then i was like <gasps> yeah yeah it's a it's a whodunit about um don't the, the don't say what it's about oh you're because right, you're i right. feel like that it's so fun to just like jump into that kate's back did you guys get it out of your system yeah we got right, it cool. yeah we got our system yeah um just like to get yeah, going into knives out not knowing what it was about was like yeah i just i'm like looking at, at like my friends like it was yeah. so delightful. It was <laughs> just I, every time I was just like shockingly delighted by it. Yeah, yeah. and I love I love to look at Daniel Craig, so that yeah. also was good. Yeah, and I just like and I always say like I like Daniel Craig like way more than I feel like that like I have any reason to. Mm -hmm. Like he's not even like 
handsome to the level that I like him. I just like love Daniel Craig. Yeah. Fuck you, James Bond. Yeah. I liked Skyfall. I love Skyfall. I think that's a really good movie. Sarah is a Skyfall hater. Really? I'm not a Skyfall hater. I just don't care. Yeah. Like I wa- I watched it and I thought, oh, that's all right. I don't know. <laughs> I mean, I have, I mean, like to enjoy a James Bond movie, I have to like turn my brain off. Yeah. Or, like that's. I mean, yeah, that's fine. I just I think, think Silva's. I thought he was a really good villain. Yeah. That Gold Country from old, old No Country for Old Man guy. Yeah, was a really yeah. Good villain. Har- Javier Bardem. Yeah. yeah. I liked the Casino Royale as well. Oh yeah, Casino Royale. I also good. really like Ben Wishaw for like also no reason. Yeah, so yeah. like watching the combination of Daniel Craig and Ben Wishaw, I was like, oh, a movie that I can get behind. And they had Ray Fiennes, who yeah. I'm a, who I'm yeah. a noted stan of. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> also that um, that uh. The Bond song for that one slaps. The Adele song yeah. rules. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it does. Yeah. Isn't Billie Eilish doing the new James Bond song? Yeah. It would just she should just it should just be like, I'm the Bond guy. Bond <laughs> 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 guy too. Oh my god. I'm the Bond guy. Wow. God, I'm actually I'm excited about the new one, No Time to Die, because um, the director directed season all of season one of True Detective, which is I think a the masterpiece. Good, the good one. Oh, yeah. Yeah. yeah um... Uh, Carrie Fukunaga. Yeah. Yeah, I, I've liked Fukunaga's stuff. There's another there's a Netflix show he did called Maniac that was very, very good. R- Rami Malek is in the new Bond film. Of course, he's playing a terrorist because he is Arab, so therefore must be a terrorist. Yeah. Um, an eco-terrorist, which I feel like could be great or terrible, depending uh, they're, on... They're, they're not going to do... They're, yeah. they're not going to do it well. I, I am... I am curious to see because you know they're they they're switching out where Bond is going to become a woman after after this, and they have the woman who's going to replace him in this movie. So I'm like, yeah, it's a the black new, it's the a new black double woman. O, yeah. yeah. Oh wow. Yeah. So I think that there's potential there. I wonder if they're going to kill Daniel Craig. I'm sure that I, I, you know, I don't know because the first my first assumption is oh they're going to kill him and that immediately makes me think okay so they're not going to do that. Yeah. But then again, I thought but I've like, never never thought I've never like. Bond movies have never like subverted my expectations. Right. Yeah, I mean, like when when uh, Judy Dench announced that she was no longer going to be part of Bond movies, it was like, oh, she's going to die in this, and then she did. And it's like, yeah. well, all right, yeah. there you go. Yeah. yeah. So I mean, that's not like the the point of a. I feel like that the Bond films would be better if they took themselves a little less seriously. Oh, well, then you'd like the like the Pierce Brosnan era, yeah, like all the like all. basically every other every Bond movie before Daniel Craig. Yeah, yeah, they take like it's like they don't know what they are. It's like they're yeah. struggling. It's like they struggle between this like ridiculous level and then like serious. And it's like you gotta. I feel like you have to commit to one. Well, it's it, literally the, the, the Daniel Craig era came about because uh, the Born Identity was so popular. Oh, yeah. And it was like, oh, we've got to do the shaky cam, gritty, realistic action star type thing. And Casino Royale did a pretty good right. job imitating that. But then the whole thing sort of fell off the rails. Yeah. Oh, I mean, it's like Metal Gear is just like, let's take James Bond and take it to ridiculous extremes. Like, this is like, it's just like a parody of James Bond, yeah. <laughs> of the American action hero. But like, oh yeah, also like the one, back to Homestuck, anyway. Oh yeah, um, Homestuck? Homestuck, I just want to talk about Daniel Craig, listen. Um, like there, I put, yes, that that was a Metal Gear reference and it was me. Oh shit. But um, everybody's like, Homestuck is, me- Metal Gear is Homestuck now. It's like the thing I think I've seen people talk about the most. <laughs> and Andrew yesterday was just like, Metal Homestuck's always been Metal Gear. Yeah, yeah. it has. Like watching, like playing Sons of Liberty, I was like, "Oh, it is Homestuck." Yeah, this is just Homestuck. Wow, yeah. pester logs are just codec conversations. <laughs> <laughs> You're right. Oh 
shit. <laughs> Blowing this one wide open. Oh, shit. <laughs> and I mean, candy feels like a Metal Gear game. Uh -huh. Like this sort of just like, is any of this actually happening? Yeah, or is it just kind of, I feel like, yeah, it's just like, should I take this seriously? Probably not. It's dreamlike with these big, like, titanic, like, ridiculous figures representing various facets of imperialism. Yeah. yeah. And, like, heteronormativity or whatever. Like, it, you know, Kojima's not subtle. No. And I actually, he's, ne he's never has been. And, I, and, I, and Homestuck isn't particularly subtle either. Yeah, like, I've, I'd always heard about how sexist Kojima was. And I was like, okay. And then I started playing, like, the first game. And I was like, yes, but also... Like, there is, like, a level of satire here that is, like, every single woman throwing themselves at this, like, murderer. Yeah. Like, immediately. I just don't, I don't think Metal Gear has has a notably lesser role for women than most Western video no, games. No, I was yeah, actually, yeah. I was actually shocked by how many women there were in yeah. Metal Gear because, um, like... I don't know, like, there's so many video games and anime that have, like, no women. Yeah. And it's, like, and people are, like, oh, it's, like, as usual, when you, is it more sexist to have no women, or is it more sexist to have a sexist depiction of women? Like, yeah. I think that that's always, like, it's, like, oh, let me, I, I, I've, I've seen people say, like, oh, I don't like to, like, play games with women in them because they're, like, the always are sexualized and stuff. It's like, so the solution is to just don't have any women at all. Yeah, right. Like, yeah. also, Metal Gear. Oh, the men are sexualized are, too. It, oh, yeah. yeah. It's like snakes' asses in every frame. Oh, yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. I mean, Metal Gear Solid 4. 4 is like the, an interesting case because there's like this whole like cabal of dangerous women and they're like, they have interesting stories, but they're also highly sexualized in a way mm -hmm. that sucks. Yeah. And I think that's like the perfect, I know you haven't gotten there yet, yeah, but it's yeah, like yeah. The, the perfect encapsulation of this conversation. Right. I don't know. But just like the, yeah, this sort of like over the top, like the, yeah, the, just the way that every woman throws themselves at snake, like regardless of whatever yeah. is going on is very like, th this is what happens in American action films from the eighties, yeah. Yeah. which yeah. I thought was really fascinating. So when everyone's like, oh yeah, well, Kojima's horrible at women. And I was like, I don't think I agree with that. Yeah. Like, I don't, I don't know. Yeah. Like, the women in Death Stranding are all really fascinating. Yeah, yeah, I'm completely fascinated by them. Yeah. There's, unfortunately, Freud. <laughs> right, I mean, all, always. Yeah. This is Rose Lalonde's whole deal. Yeah. Unfortunately, Freud. Unfortunately, Freud. Um, yeah, I mean, Death Stranding is, is fascinating. I was fascinated by it. I'm still fascinated by it. I'm fascinated that, that you just, like, it's just, like, lo Norman Reedus... You can just do everything with that man's body in that. Yeah. <laughs> That's true. Hmm. Oh boy. It's like, what day is it? I don't even know what day it is. It's, it's Saturday. Saturday. It's Saturday now. It's Saturday. Yeah. It's Pigeon Pod Day. Oh, yeah. Jeez. Yeah. Or like, yeah. we like woke up and we're like, oh, maybe we should do a Pigeon Pod. Yeah. Yeah. I, don't know. I fucked up. Yeah, it happens. It happens to the best of us. Sometimes you, sometimes you, you schedule to record with somebody, and then you remember that you're, you're actually going to be in Andrew's house. <laughs> well, specifically, it was oh, I'm going to be on the road, and physically incapable of recording a podcast. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. And Sarah, Sarah got to listen to me sing along to my music library for six hours. Oh, Sweet. it's been longer than that because hours. it's been it's been like the entire time I've been with you. Pretty yeah. much. <laughs> well, I'm charming, so it's all right. God. And my music taste is great. Uh-huh. It's I mean, it's only they might be giants. That's not true. 
It's I, most I mean, of it might be. That's not even. That's not true either. What, while we were hanging out over Christmas, you did indoctrinate me into Wolfpack. With yeah. The, I really did like the live show. It ruled. Yeah. yeah. I have. I have to get my dad to listen to it. He would love Wolfpack because he loves funk that you can't fuck to. Yeah, exactly. Wolfpack is so perfect. It's 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 pa practically asexual funk. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I, I feel like that, like, then, and the, yeah, and then my thing that I got into this year was BTS, and I feel like that it's at the opposite end of, like, the same spectrum. Mm -hmm. It's sort of like, like, everything, like, sort of, like, very, very, um, it, like, in, in, oh, what's the fucking word? Intentionally horny. Yeah. In, like, a very, like, self-conscious way, yeah. <laughs> which is weird. <laughs> but I also, like, I'm like, oh, I can't stop looking at this kind of kind of way like oh god if you want to talk about capitalism the k-pop industry is very good at capitalism yeah got, we, got, we, got, we got bts uno over yeah. here yeah 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 it's uh it's something and the same thing it's always like and i always ask myself like when people are like the k-pop industry is so bad i'm like worse than the american music industry because no, it's, it's, it's bad here too yeah like are workers exploited yes. yes are workers exploited in every industry yes. yes i don't think the answer is actually not liking k-pop i think the answer is revolution yeah yeah that's why when people are like oh it's like k-pop is so x and y i'm like it's just that's, that's a racist take yeah well it's it, yeah i mean the, everything that they say about bts was true of the beatles but because it was the beatles like oh that rules yeah you know well, I don't think anybody today thinks the Beatles rule, really. Okay. I don't, I don't, I don't, I don't. There were years of, like, it, it was just, I just remember the years of Tumblr, like, anti-Beatles backlash. Really? Yeah, it's really That's funny. Like, okay. That's a rabbit hole. Wow. Yeah. I've never heard of that. Yeah, it's a real thing. God, what a, what a... I think that this is just, like, the perfect encapsulation of Tumblr, because, like, what a stupid thing to get mad about. Yeah. yeah. It's been years, y'all. It's yeah. been decades. Yeah. Just, just walk away. Yeah. Hit the bricks. Yeah, Jesus it? Here's, here's a quote. Quincy Jones uh, uh, was asked uh, his uh, first impressions of the Beatles. Um, and he said, they were the worst musicians in the world, he told interviewer David Marchese. They were no playing motherfuckers. Paul McCartney was the worst bass player I ever heard. Ringo, don't even talk about it. <laughs> Jones recalled arranging Love is a Many Splendid Thing for Starr's 1970 de debut solo album, Sentimental Journey. Ringo had taken three hours for a four-bar thing he was trying to fix on a song. He couldn't get it. We said, mate, why don't you go get some lager and lime, some shepherd's pie, and take an hour and a half and relax a little bit. In the interim, Jones called English jazz drummer Ronnie Varell into the studio. Ronnie came in for 15 minutes and tore it up. Ringo comes back and says, George, can you play it back for me one more time? So George did, and Ringo says, that didn't sound so bad. And I say, yeah, motherfucker, because it ain't you. Great guy, though. Wow. <laughs> I love to dunk on the Beatles. Yeah. The Beatles, I mean, like, I, the way I feel about the Beatles is the way I feel about a lot of bands. I'm like, it's fine. Yeah. Like, I was not, a big Beatles buff I'm not growing like, up. I'm Me not too. like, turn that shit off. I'm yeah. just like, okay, there's the Beatles. Yeah. Like, I wasn't brought up on the, like, my, oh, I think a lot of people's, like, dads play them the Beatles yeah. and shit. Like, my dad played, like, The Police and Steely Dan. Yeah, my dad, right. like, like, Rush. Yeah, my, yeah. yeah. One of the first albums I owned was the Beatles' number one collection. Yeah, me so too. I listened to that nonstop. Yeah, the and first album, the first the, album I ever yeah. bought was Police Album Synchronicity, which was the kind of child I was. Oh wow! 
the the first album I bought with my own money was uh, I think it one of one of Eminem's albums, and my mom took me to the record store and I bought a like, tape cassette, and uh, we listened to it on the way home, and within five minutes my mom turned it off and then turned the car around and said we have to take this back because we can't listen to it. <laughs> The first album I, I bought with my own money was uh, They Might Be Giants, The Elves. Mm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Gosh. <laughs> that was a while ago. I'm yeah. so old. Yeah. I can't believe I'm going to be 31 in two, we- two weeks. Two months, guys. Two months. Yeah. Wow. Jeez. I'm, I'm almost there. It'll be four months for me. God. Wow. I'm, I'm baby. Yeah. A baby. <laughs> So, like, 30 rules, though. I've, yes. I've had such a better time being 30 than I did throughout any of my 20s. Like, everybody being like, oh, old. I'm like, nope. Nope. This is good. Yeah. I'm this looking is... forward to being 30. I'm looking forward to undergoing a continual process of milfification. <laughs> uh, the only thing I'm not looking forward to about my 30s is that my body is already deteriorating at a rapid rate. And I'm worried that I will just dissolve into a pile of dust at some point over the next decade. Yeah, I mean, I don't know. I, I like, hit 24 and I suddenly could not drink anymore. Yeah. Like, like... In college, fuck it. Just yeah. like, whatever. I could drink the nastiest shit and be fine and go to class the next day. And then it's just like, yeah, it's like two, now it's like two beers. And I'm like, oh, I feel a little bad the next day. Yeah. It's like, oh, I'm so old. Yeah. You're, I mean, your body's like, I, it's like, you're poisoning yourself. And I'm like, I know, dog. Yeah. Just that's, shut up. Let me do it. That's the point. Yeah. That's the point. Come on. World, world is bad. <laughs> world is bad. Just get so fucked up that you forget you're a cop. <laughs> More Disco Elysium. Play Disco Elysium. That's our I, show. Wouldn't it be fucking horrible to wake up one day and you just like are so you just don't remember anything, and then a guy tells you that you're a cop. I know. Like imagine that. I know. It's like, blow. It's like every day on Twitter. <laughs> <laughs> and that's our show. All right. Stop snitching. You can find the show at perfectlygeneratepodcast.com um, on iTunes, Spotify, Google Play overcast wherever you get your podcasts um this show is made possible by the patrons um uh the support that you give to the show is shared equitably with everyone who makes this show possible um and i wanted to thank our skylark tier patrons right now uh that's max may bokind abstrata rose reardon lily bloom j logan conduit of queerness itself zach jr hyde gaster wife simulator frisk communism yo johnson krista Finn Hickey, Paravelix, Xteen, Tina Kell, Ginger Slap Notion, Luke Beeman, Carmen, Danny LaLanders, Chair Sue, Quartz Criminal, Raspberry Heaven, Dervich B, Serena Game Girl McCarthy, BQ, Taylor Dierks, Laurenaga, Alexander Strider, Sybil, Oliver David, LMC, Terezi Pyrope Transing June Egbert, Gripping Travers, Datamancy, Mike, Starshine, Kevin King, and Danny Yeager. God, this is getting so long. I know. We have so many supporters. It's very nice. Um, and uh, for just a dollar an episode, uh, you get access to the entirety of Intermission, a bonus podcast where we get a little, we get a little loopy. Yeah, um, we we did one over dinner or yeah. over lunch. Yeah, you can you can come listen to my to to me, Sarah, Rory, and Xteen have lunch. Yeah. Um, yeah. It's like, you know, in a podcast, you feel like you're just hanging out and having lunch with the people. Yeah. You can you can deepen your parasocial relationship with me for just $1 <laughs> an episode. I should I should do friend ASMR where I'm just like ask you about your day and stuff. It's your next album. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. All right. Goodbye everybody. I hope we didn't wake up Andrew. <laughs> <laughs>